Cougs house. The Houston Cougs were left off the media's all Big 12 preseason team, but they have three new transfers that may very well make the end of season all Big 12 team. Let's jump on in. You are locked on Cougs, your daily podcast on the Houston Cougars, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome to Locked On Cougs, the daily podcast about your Houston Cougars. I'm your host, Houston-born teacher and coach, Parker Ainter, that'll break down all things Cougs. If you're a UH fan or just a hater can stop by, please be sure to subscribe down below. That way, you lay us on the Cougs into your newsfeed each and every day. We appreciate you making Locked On Cougs your first listen of the day as an every day or more fun stuff later to come about. Uh, rewarding some everydayers. I appreciate you commenting each and every day. Make sure you comment down below. We are giving away stuff every 250 subscribers, the next one of those being 1,500. So as we approach that, make sure you're liking, commenting on videos, so you entered in the contest. I think we're going to keep giving away these hats. Um, I've got black. We've got navy. We've got like a tan color. We've got some stuff to give away on the hat. So make sure you comment and subscribe down below. I'll be sure to get you a hat uh, potentially. Um, Thank you all again so much for subscribing to the YouTube channel as we get to that 1500 mark. Uh, today's episode is going to be all about talking about a couple guys that I think Houston and Houston fans should be really, really excited about moving forward. Uh, we talked a lot this summer about the transfers in, but we need to talk about how many of these guys can really make an impact difference, uh, impactful difference. So first, about like the concept of having a bunch of new transfers. Second, we'll talk some about like three guys that have a real chance of making an all Big 12 team. And then the third and final segment, I'll talk some about a couple guys that have that shot as well, maybe a little bit more of an outside shot. Let's, let's jump on in. First, let's hear from some guys at Big 12 Media Days, Hassan and Nelson and uh, Coach Dana Holgerson, about what they think about having so many new guys in. You moved down to linebacker, a whole bunch of new faces transferred in and the positions behind you. What can you tell us about the new DBs and stuff? I mean, you're not so far removed from that room, right? Well, I can just say like this. Uh, be on the lookout for Antonio Brooks, AJ Hoss, who transferred from New Mexico. That kid alone had one of like, a, a video game performance <laughs> last year. 24 tackles at strong safety, then catching the interception. Man, like, you don't hear about stuff like that. That's once in a lifetime. So, uh, got a, got Brandon Mack transferred from Ole Miss. We got a lot of guards I can't even think of off the top of my head. Just... I'm just excited to see my teammates, you know what I'm saying? We got a lot of older guys on the team, so it's like a lot of guys with their last year back against the wall, and they just ready to prove themselves. Yeah, I feel like that's all we do is we know. Like, I don't feel like, well, the, the way Coach Early recruits, like Coach Early, I feel like we can do whatever he wants. You know, I feel like we got some young guys who's ready to step up and take that next step, so I feel like it's all about reloading. I don't feel like we lost. Anything. You, you, you mentioned reloading, you mentioned Seca, but you're kind of the veteran. What message have you been telling? Like, you got to tell people what it is, right? Man, I'm like, well, I, I, every time I go to practice and stuff, I'm like, man, it's crazy that I'm a veteran now. Like, I still kind of feel like a, a young guy, you know, at heart. But, you know, I mean, I just I just try to lead by example. I just try to be the best I can be every single day, be consistent every single day. So hopefully have some guys follow behind me. I feel like it's about time to take that next step. I feel like it's time for me to really go ahead and take that next step as far as being the overall complete player. Is no, well, nobody wants to play. Nobody wants to see me play with attention anymore. It's time for me to actually go ahead and be that person that everybody wants. 
everybody's and, and they know I'm capable of being, so I feel like it's time for me to take a step into that role. So, yeah, I mean, Donovan, he came from Texas Tech. Uh, you know, he won a lot of games there, so he's really experienced. And, you know, just like Hip was saying, you know, Clayton was an exceptional quarterback. I mean, he's playing, he got drafted to the Cardinals, might have a chance to actually start. So that's that's some big that's some big shoes to fill. But Donovan, I mean, he, he's, he's done a great job ever since he got here. You know, he's understood his role. And same with Lucas. You know, Lucas was able to uh, really like see uh, what it is to be a leader, be a captain under under Clayton, and uh, be a, a successful quarterback. And um, every day, you know, they're pushing each other, getting in the huddle, you know, uh, telling the receivers what to do, telling us to play. But both they're they're both confident. You know, like so you really can't say, oh, this one outweighs the other. You know, like Lucas is ready to go, Donovan is ready to go. And I, that makes me happy and makes me confident being a center, especially knowing that I got two guys I can really rely on, no matter the circumstance. They can both be in there. It don't matter. Like, they can both play the game. Uh, you know, he's a coach's kid. You know, he's got three years' experience at this level. Um, you know, he's been starting quarterback. He's been backup quarterback. Uh, you know, he's, he's been team captain. Um, He's been second fiddle. He's been the guy, you know, I just think his upbringing as a coach's kid uh, prepares you for that. And so he's mature and smart enough to come in and let it let it naturally happen. Because if you force it on people, it doesn't work. And so he was smart enough to come in and just kind of, you know, be in the background, be in the shadows, you know, learn how things work, um, let the game come to him. I've seen a different Donovan in summer. Uh, you know, he, he's also smart enough to understand that real football games are around the corner, and you better get going now. And so I think he's I think he's done a good job with that of letting that things naturally happen. Uh, he's a guy that that people gravitate to. You know, Lucas Coley is uh, is a competitor, and he's not he's not giving anything up. Uh, and he comes and, and he competes. Uh, and people gravitate towards him, too. I can promise you we're going to need both of them. You know, I really don't want to talk about a specific one. Um, there's 42 of them. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So there's just a lot of there's a lot of new guys that I don't know enough about because I haven't seen enough. We didn't tackle one time in spring. You know, so, you know, and then we added 26 more people in June. So... The days of me evaluating people in spring practice are pretty much over. And I think where I think our calendar is going to change, and we're going to be able to practice more when we have our team, which will be able to form more and better assessments on kids. Yeah, yeah, it was. Um, you know, obviously when we lost a guy, you got to go out and replace that guy. And so, you know, we did what everybody else does. You you, you lose a key piece, you open up the transfer portal, and you look for what's in there. Right, and so you know, you know. Obviously, I know Tony from recruiting him back four years ago. It didn't have any impact on on him wanting something new. I mean, there's an internal clock for a lot of kids that expires, and the best the best time it expires is when you graduate. You know, I, I'm I'm a bigger proponent in one-time transfer for graduates than I are undergraduates. You know, but when you graduate, you have options, uh, and so. You know, he's played in either 21 or 31, I think it's 31, 31 Big 12 football games. That, that's pretty important, you know. So I'm very comfortable with our running back room right now, especially because we added somebody with that kind of experience.
we'll see here pretty quick. Uh, but uh, yeah, I, I, I think so. I think a lot of the bodies going, you know, a lot of the bodies leaving the program. Uh, I'll say that the opposite way. A lot of the bodies coming into the program look different than the bodies leaving the program. Uh, we, we did a pretty extensive test on what our team looked like compared to Big 12 teams, you know, from a height and weight perspective. I'm not talking about talent. You know, you, at the end of the day, you want to, you want talent over measurables, but you need to start chipping away at the measurables. Uh, and, and, and we have got bigger at every position. He did it in year one, uh, which was pretty remarkable. Uh, you know, that team is used to winning, obviously, but so are we. We've won 20 games in two years and back-to-back -back bowl games. There, there's only a handful of teams in the country that's done that. So our guys know how to win, and we expect to win. We expect to compete. We've brought in a lot of people that uh, are more talented uh, than what we've recruited and, and more experienced, uh, more Big 12 experienced. You know, I think there's eight guys on our team that have Big 12 experience. You know, So yeah, it's, it's, a, it's about meshing all that together. Uh, I, I can't tell you how that's going to happen, when it's going to happen, if it's going to happen. Uh, my job is to put the best product out there and work tirelessly to, to get us to a point to where we can be competitive, and I plan on doing that. Uh, I like our team. You know, I like where we're at. Uh, i got to get to know them a little bit better, collectively as a team. All right, so as you heard from Hassan and Nelson and Dana, um, there's a lot of excitement about all of these new faces and for good reason uh, the new faces coming in are talented the new faces coming in are experienced dana mentioned how many of the new faces a weren't at spring ball so he's like got the guys have all gotten to see one another play finally in the last couple of weeks and uh the excitement about like how many snaps how many games these new guys have played right this is not your incoming freshman class in a t traditional old school college football setting. And I think that that's what a lot of Houston Cougar fans are struggling with. They look at like the recruiting numbers and like, man, like we didn't get that many commits 2023. We don't have as many other people in 2024. What's going on. But what Dana and his staff have very clearly identified is we want dudes that can play now. And they're looking for guys like transfers, like they just got so many in the 2023 class that can come in and play right away. And they're excited to say it. And frankly, I love that Hassan Hippolyte, like when I asked him about that at media days, he got like giddy. He started talking about all the DBs and the DNs. And they like, he got excited about just like, like watching these guys work this summer has clearly sparked something in Hippolyte, right? Like, and that's a fun thing to see happen in real time in a guy that's been a team captain for a couple of years, right? Like he has been a face of this football team for a couple of seasons now, and he's giddy over the new guys coming in. Now I want to talk some in the second segment about which of those new guys have all big 12 potential. Cause I think there's a couple uh, in the third segment. I'll talk about a couple more that like maybe a little bit further, like more room to grow to reach that potential. But first, let's talk about potentially building a championship team at eBay Motors. Uh, for a championship team, it's all about making sure every player is a perfect fit. It's the same when it comes to your vehicle. Every part needs to fit just right. So the next time you need parts, accessories, head to eBay Motors, eBay Guaranteed Fit. You can be sure every part you need fits right the first time around. Just add your ride to my garage and look for the green check to know if the parts will fit or your money back. Just like in sports, confidence is the name of the game 
when you shop on eBay Motors. And with over 122 million parts to choose from, you'll be right back in the game in no time. After all, it's easy to bring home a win when the right parts are guaranteed. Get the right parts, the right fit, and the right prices on ebaymotors.com. Let's right. eBay Guaranteed Fit is only available to U.S. customers. Eligible items only. Exclusions do apply. All right. So I said I want to talk some about these guys that have all Big 12 potential. I got three right here in the second segment that have all Big 12 potential. Like they just have to play their best ball. Houston has to play its best ball, make sure they get recognized. Obviously, team wins matter. And then in the third segment, I got a couple guys that like might also, you know, reach that ceiling. Um, and these are all transfers. All these guys listed today are transfers. We'll talk more about like as it closes their season, other guys. But first, <laughs> David Agwegbu. Okay. Uh, David Wegbu is a transfer out of Oklahoma. He was a linebacker there, and he's a four-star linebacker on rivals out of high school. He's raised from KD7 Lakes, transferred after a couple years after several years to Oklahoma, uh, back home to the University of Houston, and is transitioning to an edge rushing position. He had 109 tackles last year and has 16 career tackles for loss. Um, but I want to point out that he is transitioning to an edge rush position after being like an all-energy, you know run around like his hair's on fire kind of guy at Oklahoma. Crazy high energy, crazy high motor while he's at OU. Um, and I know that they got like rocked by UT Austin in the game in Dallas or whatever. But truthfully, he is a high energy, high motor player that I think Houston fans are going to really, really enjoy in Houston. And in his career, he has seven, or sorry, last season, he had seven and a half sacks and was lined up on the line of scrimmage just 43 times. Now, I know some of those sacks as a linebacker come from a little bit of depth or, you know, come whatever. But this guy was a great pass rush, rated in the top third of pass, top third of all linebackers in pass rushing across college football last season. And he was only on the line 43 times. So I feel like as Houston moves him into a, you know, edge position entirely. And we use the skill set, like his best attributes at all the time, right? Just become a pass rusher. Every third and long, you'll see David Aguagbu on the football field, right? Like that's going to be a guarantee. Um, I feel like those stats will be exacerbated and he's going to become the kind of guy that even if he's just a pass rushing specialist at 6'4", 240, so he's not like an every down defensive end necessarily. Maybe he proves me wrong, right? Um, We'll figure something out there if he's just a pass rushing specialist, but he gets 10 sacks, 12 sacks. How could you leave him off of an all big 12 team? Especially when you look at like the pass happy big 12 league, that it's not like the big 12, like 2012, 13, where everyone runs some version of the air raid, but is a very offensively dynamic league still. And if he can get up the quarterback, it's going to be hard to ignore him. The other new transfer on the defensive line that I talked a little bit to Stephen Willis of Locked on Ole Miss about is Brandon Mack. Brandon Mack comes in having played just 12 defensive non-special teams snaps at Ole Miss in several years there at redshirting. So I think a lot of people are writing this guy off as, oh, Brandon Mack, he didn't get to play at all there. What's, he, what's the big deal? And... First of all, I'm talking to Steven a little bit again at Locked On Ole Miss. He said that everyone at locker room type guy, everyone loves Brandon Mack. So I think it's going to be really easy to root for from that standpoint. So get to know him. It's going to be nice to root for him. But also, this is a guy that kind of got screwed at Ole Miss based on some stuff out of his control. He was redshirted and then he got hurt. So he missed some time early in his career. And then Ole Miss has had a bunch of coaching changes and change over defense. So like that, and the position he was recruited to come there and play 
a 3-4 pass rushing outside linebacker type guy, has kind of disappeared from their defense. He's no longer necessarily getting the best opportunities. That's why he looked to transfer. That's why he came to Houston. But he does have four years of SEC program under his belt. Um, he was a three-star edge rusher out of the state of Alabama when he went to Ole Miss. Had a bunch of SEC offers, widely, widely regarded as a pass rusher out of high school. His body has changed some. Some places list him at 6'3", 230. Some places say 260. Some places say 245. The Houston website says 245, so that's what I'm going with. But Steven at Lockton Ole Miss was saying at Ole Miss, he's more like 260, trying to play more like a traditional end in a 3-4 because they were trying to move him around some. Right? So stuff has been moved on him. We'll see what he shows up looking like uh, in person in just a couple weeks at this point. But I will say that I think that this may be a chance for him to really blossom because his role is more lined up with his skill set here. He's going to be, again, another pass rushing specialist. Um, he may be more of an every down guy than a Gwegbu. We'll see how that works. They both have a linebacker experience. But you will see them both on the field in third and long kind of situations. And again, this guy was a high-end speed rushing pass rusher out of high school, and everyone recognized it. And I assume he still has that speed and has completely recovered from his injuries. I don't see why he wouldn't be that same guy they were projecting him as out of high school. Um, the other thing that I think is interesting about both these guys, Agwegbu and Brandon Mack, is that they're both on the field on third and long situations throughout the season, or both in the field and passing downs throughout the season, Right. You have the Brian Early effect, which is be that they'll be more finely tuned in their craft. He's as good a defensive line coach in the country. We've seen him continually turn out guys in the NFL. We talked to Ruben about it last week. We'll talk about it all year long. We talk about Brian Early all the time, right? So we know that they will be more fine-tuned in their craft just from working with Brian Early. When you have both of those guys, and then in past situations, you move Nelson Caesar into the three technique, and you got Dot Nwankwo at the nose tackle, or any host of other Houston defensive linemen. Suddenly... No one gets double teamed. Suddenly, all those great pass rushers are getting one-on-one pass rushes, right? Except for, you know, Dot and Wanko probably gets double teamed because there's no tackle and you have to double have to double dot. But what that means is, is that in one-on-one pass rush attempts, I'm trusting David. I'm trusting Brandon. I'm trusting Nelson. These guys are going to get loose. These guys are going to get free. Sack Avenue is going to be a real thing once again in the Big 12. And in doing that... These guys are going to accumulate the kind of stats that are eye-opening, popping. They jump off the page. That's why some of these guys, someone on the defensive line, if not multiple, will be an all-conference type of guy. And Agwegbu and Mac are these they're, they're these Agwegbu's got the speed and some power. And I love, love, love watching him play so fast. Brandon Mack had the speed at a high school, has the length, has the arms, all that kind of stuff. We'll see if it translates and see still has it after some time hurt. Right, I think he does for what I'm hearing, but I just worth some time hurt. Like I think that's worth pointing out. Those guys will have that. That's two guys that I think have real shots at the All Conference teams at the end of the season. The other one that um, I can't believe didn't make the. I, I don't think most Big Twelve media was paying attention to Houston if they weren't uh, putting this guy on All Conference teams. Adari AJ Holsey, right, was as good a freshman defensive back as anyone in the country last year at New Mexico. He led all freshmen in all positions in tackles last season. He's more of a safety, so we'll see what kind of what kind of a safety Houston plays him as. Um, he was, and for what it's worth, Pro Football Focus had him as a third team all preseason Big Twelve as a true sophomore this upcoming season. Uh, he's a four Ben Marshall product, so he, he went to New Mexico, but he's coming back home. I think there'd be some comfortability there, and 
I think that, first of all, his 85.5 grade on Pro Football Focus means that he's in the right place doing the right thing at the right time over 85% of the time as a true freshman last season. He was in the box for 45 of snap, 40, 450 of his snaps, also in the slot for another 70, and at free safety for 120. So he does not work the edges. He's inside, inside those receivers, right, inside those spots. That's kind of where he's lining up the most. Um, worth pointing out that he played that many snaps and barely played in the first two weeks of the season. So again, like this is a guy that is very, very experienced, even with just one year at New Mexico before coming to Houston. Um, I think most people see him as a guy that makes plays and makes reads at a really, really high level and coming down here in the run game or breaking off when the ball has been thrown and going to make a play once the ball is out in the field, right? I think he does both those things very, very well in watching through Mexico tape. And I think what's going to be interesting is that when we talk about stats and Patrick stats and Mac or Gwegbu, I don't know how you'll be able to ignore Holsey racking up similar stats at Houston in the Big 12 again, right? If he has a 12-tackle game, a 12-tackle game, a 12-tackle game, three different times for a Big 12 play, that's going to be hard to ignore. And a 12-tackle game is not out of the realm of possibility at any point for A.J. Halsey. He had over 20 in a single game back at New Mexico, right? So, like, this is a guy that's used to finding the football. I think he'll do that at a high, high level and high, high rate at Houston. I think all three of those guys are going to rack up stats that makes them all-conference type of guys. Now, in the third segment, I want to talk some about other guys worth mentioning that could have an outside shot also getting on that all-conference sheet after transferring in. So let's start with one that I think I heard the most buzz about in spring ball, and that was Isaiah Hamilton. Now, Isaiah Hamilton's a 6'1", 165-pound corner um, with Channel View High School, right, Houston. Went to Texas Southern, Houston, and is now at the University of Houston, right? So I think he's going to be a hometown favorite very, very quickly. I think what was impressive to most people that talked about him after spring, because I talked to a few people that got to watch the spring practices um, and, you know, uh, hearing them say things about him, these two or three people, uh, three people mentioned him, two were impressed by him. One was not paying as much attention to DB as more an offensive guy. But anyway, um, all point out that Hamilton is hyper competitive, right? This is a kid that likes winning and in one-on-one type scenarios does it a lot. Now, I think that's really, really important for a corner because, truthfully, if you can run cat coverage, just I got that cat, you got that cat, we're golden, right? So if you can find ways to match up by saying Hamilton. He is 6'1", 165. He's not going to help out a home run in the run game at 165 anyway. Put him out on their best receiver at wide and say, you got that dude, right? Um, he enjoys winning matchups. He had five picks last season, was first-team all swack. Two of those picks went back the other way for touchdowns, right? So he's a guy that understands when the ball's in the air. This is a 50-50 battle. I can go get it. Um, and I think there's, again, that thing comfortability. He just went to school across the street or across town his whole life. Like, there will be some level of comfort there. I think he's ready for the big time. I imagine he's a day-one starting corner, and if – if he has five picks and two pick sixes in Big 12 play next year, he's an all-conference guy, right? So, like, I think there is a ceiling of his that will be an all-conference thing. It's does he have the same kind of window? Like, at 165, if other teams can scheme him into the run game, Houston may need to rotate him into less, you know, 
less involved situations, right? Um, like put them all on the backside or whatever, right? Or if, you know, if the speed of the Big 12 play is a big jump, it might take a couple weeks, and those couple weeks without any stats or without good stats where he gets burned once or twice in the first couple games. Like, those things could take adjusting, and I could see how he doesn't get there. That's why he's not in this first, you know, trio of guys. But his ceiling is definitely like all Big 12 is below his ceiling is probably the best way to put that, right? So he could definitely get there. I think he can get there um, in this single season here. We'll see how that goes, right? Um, the last guy that's all Big 12 capable is Latrell McCutcheon. Latrell McCutcheon. I'm speaking too fast, but I'm trying to get all these guys in because I got a lot of them. Latrell McCutcheon is a 6'185 pound corner with crazy length. I uh, was a four star DB out of Austin LBG High School. Went to OU when that whole staff on Lincoln Riley to USC. He up and moved with them out to USC. Um, he's more of a nickel slot corner, kind of playing again more inside the box. Um, that typically, again, like I said, adds up to a lot of stats. Um, those stats could get you on an all big 12 team. Um, but he also knows and understands power five football. He played in the big 12 as a freshman and got a lot of snaps as a true freshman uh, and was a then at USC, played in the Pac-12. Uh, again, was a regular uh, starter for the Pac for the USC. Uh, you know, they didn't. I guess they didn't win the Pac-12. They lost to Utah in the game, and then uh, in the title game, whatever. But a very good USC team, and he is a regular starter for them. In both instances, as a freshman at OU and a sophomore at USC, he had above average pass coverage grades uh, as a slot corner and nickel guy. Um, admittedly the thing that was kind of up and down on his ratings were some games he tackled well, some games he didn't. Um, and so in the run game kind of stuff, if Houston can continue to, if he continues to develop and Houston can get him right in those areas, I don't really see a flaw in McCutcheon's game and watching him play. I know that there was the big Xavier worthy uh, beef, Xavier worthy being the, the UT awesome receiver that was like, like licking his chops, or whatever, when he saw McCutcheon in, because one of his two touchdowns in the Texas OU game, McCutcheon, Jared OU was on McCutcheon. Um, for what it's worth, Worthy had a big game that OU game that really did happen 260 yard or something, right? Crazy game, but he had nine catches and uh, three of them were on McCutcheon, and only one of his two touchdowns was. And frankly, wasn't the touchdown, but one of the three catches I felt like there was missing safety help. Um, in that, so it, anyway, I, I don't mean to say that Xavier Worthy is not good or, or whatever. I would never say that, but I will say that I think that that has been somewhat overblown <laughs> because they had other DBs on Xavier Worthy for a lot of the game. Um, McCutcheon's a very talented kid, and I think that, again, he's a kid that has all Big 12 was below his ceiling, and I think he could get there. He might be more realistic to get there later in his college career. right? He's got, he's got more than one year at Houston left, so we'll see, but I could see him getting there at some point, so why not being this fall if you got another transfer that you think i missed that has all big 12 potential or if you want to talk more about transfers coming in or other aspects of transfers that are coming in tell me in the comments down below or find me i was about to say find me on twitter but i guess it's x or whatever find me on social media twitter x threads instagram tiktok whatever you go to social media at Painsworth 512, P-A-I-N-S-W-O-R-T-H 512. I'll be happy to talk all things Houston Cougar football, transfer, etc. Uh, tomorrow, we're talking more about Houston Cougar basketball as well. I also love talking about the Rockets, the Astros, and all those kinds of things. So make sure you find me at Painsworth 512. Again, that's P-A-I-N-S-W-O-R-T-H 
512 on Twitter, Instagram, and all your favorite social media handles. If you're looking for a second listen today, first of all, I want to say thank you for making us your first. Second listen, I'm going to recommend Locked On Sports today. They're covering the latest topics of each and every day in the most locked on way possible, talking to all kinds of locked on guests and hosts. So make sure you check them out. Thank you all so much for making Locked On Cougs your first listen today. Locked On Cougs is a proud member of Locked On Podcast Network. That means your team every day. Wait, wait, wait. Every day. If you are an everydayer and you start listing comments, you get to this point. List some comments. Uh, list in the list in the comment section on YouTube. I can speak. I promise. List in the comment section on YouTube a question or two. We'll start answering those questions in the third segments of episodes to make sure that people that are listening every day and listening all the way through get rewarded. So down below, list a question with the hashtag everydayer and at some point, we may answer it. Thanks so much for being Locked on Cougs. First listen today, Locked on Cougs, Prime Minister Podcast Network, your team every day. Go Cougs.